0: Radioinfluence.com. The future is now. Welcome to America's Most Positive Podcast, The Jim Fannin Show. Be it life, business, sports, or any other facet of your life that you want to improve, Jim can help you become your best, most authentic self. Now, here is your
1: host, the coach of champions, Jim Fannin. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Jim Fannin Show. I'm Jim Fannin. So how was your week? Were you in the zone? You know, that purposeful, calm feeling where everything goes right? That sense that you just know what's going to happen? Maybe you've even tapped into your sixth sense and you can predict, you can see what's going to happen. You know, that's a zone week. But what happens when things go wrong? We do have unexpected things happen. Happen in our lives. We do get ambushed by the unexpected and definitely the unwanted. This week's episode is all about survival skills when things go wrong. Now, I know as a listener on this show, I know you're an optimist. I know you're positive. I know that you prepare for your life to go right. So do I. I want my life to go right. I visualize every night. Never have a day you haven't already had. I see tomorrow the way I want it to be. I clearly see it. And you see the same thing. You see a bright future in the distance. However, sometimes things just don't go your way. You get ambushed. You know, this desire for the best outcome, that can definitely conflict radically with reality. When our expectations... They don't meet reality, Well, we all respond differently. How do you respond? What do you do when things go wrong? What upsets you? What triggers your negative feelings? Politics? Well, that's every day. That's every channel. <laughs> no matter which side you're on in politics, something happens to maybe get you to yell at the TV when something doesn't go your way politically or How about finances? You expected the check. It didn't come. You expected the contract. They didn't sign. And your wife, you come home, you expect a great homecoming, the 90-second rule. Here I come. And what happens when no one shows up at the door? Does that trigger negative feelings? How about your kids? We love them. We love them. We don't always like them. But we love them, and if you got teenagers, well, what could go wrong? What triggers negative feelings? How about your mother-in-law? How about your father-in-law? How about a teammate? How about a coworker? How about your boss? How does how does the boss fare in the old negative feeling ometer? Or maybe maybe it's that ridiculous long line at the DMV. Oh, I got reservations at 8. Yeah. Fannin? Fannin? Yeah, Ms. Fannin, uh, do you mind just going to the bar and uh, have a drink? We'll be right there. Uh, Okay. You know, it's 8.03. I am on time. So I go to the bar and I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. And I see other people coming in and and they're they're going in. Wow. Maybe the reservation was for Franklin, you know. As in Ben Franklin, or maybe it's for Mr. Grant, you know, as in Ulysses S. Grant on a fifty dollar bill, but does that trigger negative feelings does Does that conjure up uh, uh I don't know uh, just negativity. How about that incredible rush hour, Atlanta? Oh, I'm not going to leave you out l a just in l a That traffic's insane. New York, forget about it. I don't want to be in rush hour, definitely not driving my own car or even being an Uber or a limo. No way. And Chicago, it's getting worse and worse. Does that conjure up negative feelings? I know you want to lash out sometimes. You may even want to give up if you've gotten rejected or beaten down. Aren't you mentally drained and tired of the negativity? I know we all put on a positive face, we lift our head, our score level, self-discipline, concentration, optimism, relaxation, enjoyment, it's intact, the zone has arrived, but it doesn't take much to trigger a negative response or someone steps on a landmine that you've had, psychological landmine you've had buried since you were seven, when expectations don't Meet reality. When things go wrong, when you want things to go right, you may need some survival skills. I want you to mentally picture my kitchen. Now, I'm not an expert. My wife's the chef. But I want you to picture my kitchen. But I only want you to picture my gas stove, stainless steel gas stove. So see a stainless steel gas stove in front of you. And it has Multiple burners, but I want you to focus on three burners because I'm there uh, in a little apron, of course, and I'm filling three big pots with water, and I'm placing each of them on a high fire. won't be long. The pots are going to come to a boil. Can you see this? Can you see it in your mind? In the first pot of water to be boiled, I'm placing some fresh, raw Carrots. Can you see them? I'm putting them into the water right now. In the second pot, I'm going to place some raw eggs. Do you see those? Big, big, large raw eggs. And in the last pot, the third pot, I'm going to put in some ground coffee beans. Now, I'm going to let them sit there in the water, and I'm going to let them boil. Now, mentally, fast forward, it's 20 minutes later. I'm turning off the burners. And I'm going to fish out the carrots. I'm going to fish them out. They've been in the boiling water. I'm going to take them out of the first pot. I'm going to place them in a bowl. And just visually, the bowls are blue. I, I don't know why, but they are. And then I'm going to pull out the eggs. I'm going to take it out of the second pot, and I'm going to place them in a bowl. Then I'm going to ladle the coffee, ladle it out, and I'm going to place the coffee And the third bowl. So now mentally you're seeing three bowls with carrots, eggs, and coffee. Now I want you to get a little bit closer. And I want you to mentally feel the carrots. Note that they're soft, very soft. And now I want you to take an egg, break it, pull off the shell. See the hard-boiled egg. And now... I want you to sip from the third bowl, sip the coffee. Ah, yes. Can you smell the rich aroma of the coffee? So what does this mean? What's, what's Jim's analogy here? Each of these three objects, carrots, eggs, and coffee, each of these objects, they face the same adversity, boiling water. But each of them reacted completely differently. The carrot, oh, the carrot went in strong, hard, unrelenting, bold. The carrot went into the water. However, after being subjected to the boiling water, it softened, and it became flimsy and weak. Now, the egg, the egg egg was fragile. Its outer shell uh, was protecting its liquid interior, very fragile. We've all dropped some eggs, very fragile. But after sitting through the boiling water, its inside became hardened. The coffee, the ground coffee beans, however, well, they were unique because after they were in the boiling water, they didn't change. They changed the water. The water changed. So ask yourself, which one of these are you? When adversity knocks on your door, how do you respond? Are you a carrot? Are you an egg? Are you a coffee bean? Which one am I? Am I the carrot that seems strong, but when there's pain, there's adversity? Do I wilt and become soft and wimp out and lose my strength? Is that me? Or am I the egg that starts with a malleable heart but changes with the heat? Can't stand the heat in the kitchen? Do I have a fluid spirit, but after death of a neighbor, a breakup with a loved one, a financial hardship, or some other trial and tribulation, have I become hardened and with an outer shell, grumpy, want to be by myself? Does my shell look the same, but on the inside? Am I bitter, tough, as a victim and a judge with a stiff spirit and a hardened heart? Is that me? Or are you like the coffee bean? You know, the bean actually changes the hot water. The very circumstance that brings the pain, when the water gets hot, it releases the fragrance and the flavor. And if you're like the bean, when things are at the worst, you get better and you change the situation around you. When the hours of our lives are the darkest and... Our trials and tribulations, you know, they're the greatest. Do you elevate to another level like the coffee bean? How do you handle adversity? Are you the carrot, an egg, or are you the coffee bean? I, I know you want to be the coffee bean. I want to be the coffee bean when things go wrong. You know, something happened I don't like. I didn't expect. Gosh, and my chest tightens up. My hands curl into a fist. Negative words start to conjure up from my mind, ready to release themselves from my lips? Do you need to bite your lip for fear of mentally just losing it? Is that how you respond? Do you look to blame others? We've done that. We've all done that. Do you revert to the past? Does that trigger a negative that has already happened and then you replay it in disbelief? What do you do? When things go wrong. And how long does it take to get a clear head? How much time goes by before you can push your emotions back through the cellar door? Where reason and exists and reason. Why does it always take off when bad times roll? Where'd the reason go? Why'd my emotions cloud my reason? This show is about solutions. This show... Is about being your genuine, authentic best self. But it's these times when most people turn and run the other way, cower, curl up in fetal position, sucking their thumb, or lash out with all the venom that one has. Of course, we always come back and apologize. You know, I didn't mean that. Try this. Try this when things don't go your way. This should take no more than 90 seconds. And there's about 10 tips here, so I'm going to walk through them. When something happens negative, immediately you must clear your mind. Is that going to be easy? No, you're going to have to practice this. You're going to have to think about this. And when you go into situations where you're definitely out of your comfort zone or really in your comfort zone when the unexpected can really blow you away, you need to immediately clear your mind of disbelief Clear it of anger. Anger's never the first emotion. Clear it of blame. Clear your mind of any confusion or even shock. So what do you do? You think nothing. You have little. You have no reaction for just a few seconds. Now, my father was a professional boxer. I'm not sure he was very good. I know he lost more than he won. But he did get into the ring as a pugilist, and uh, was a prize fighter. And yes, he taught me how to box. And so we're sparring, and I'm learning, and he's bigger, faster, quicker. He's an adult. I'm a kid, and he's my dad, and he's tough. And we're talking, and then he smacks me. I mean, sucker, who sucker punch it? We have on gloves. My mom's watching. So, you know, it's I don't know if it's child abuse, but he sucker punches me. He pops me right in the lip. And I got mad. I got so mad. I, I got so mad at him. I stomped upstairs and walked away. And I remember my mom and dad, they were yelling and arguing about. Why did you do that, James? Why did you do that? What was the lesson? Sometimes you get a left hook haymaker you never saw coming. And, and if you're going to get into the ring of competition where there might be some competitive adversity, come on, you got to be able to take a punch or don't get in the ring. you got to be able to take a punch from the competition. So the next time that I'm fighting in a match, not my dad, someone my size, my weight, my, my skill level, When I got hit, I cleared my mind, I kept my head up, and I simultaneously lowered my breathing to six to eight breaths a minute. And right now listening, you're at about 15, 16, 17 breaths a minute. Unless you just got on the podcast after freaking out about something unexpected, you might be over 20 breaths a minute. But when you get ambushed, clear your mind, don't drop your head and lower your breathing. Now, as you're lowering your breathing, smile, unless it's politically incorrect, and I'm not sure you should smile uh, boxing. (laughs) That that may not be a positive thing to do. But that smile is instantly going to shoot some endorphins into your bloodstream, and you're going to feel a little bit better automatically. After you're somewhat calm... Somewhat calm, you've got to turn off the rationale of going into the past and replaying what just transpired. Mentally seeing the condition that you're in, mentally replaying um, the situation, the circumstance. You got to stay out of the past. You want to avoid multiple replays of something you can't control or change. And you want your intuition. To govern your actions, that's listening to your gut. But to do that, you got to clear the mind. Now, this only takes a few seconds. And now focus your energy on a solution. So, with your head up and you look up to the right, uh, you're not doing this while boxing, by the way. If you look up to the right, you'll seek available options. That's your creativity. Focus on the simple solutions and see the solution swiftly to the challenge that's right in front of you. You got to see the solution in your mind's eye. You need to see it. Now, if it's something major and it requires that you sleep on it, then you need to mentally walk around it 360 and, and look at the challenge from every angle before you make a decision. And then after you've walked at 360, seen from every angle, from every person's perspective, from everybody's eyes, if other people are involved, well, when that happens, you still listen to your gut just in case you miss something visually. Focus energy on a solution. Now, collect your available energy, mental and physical, and then you need to send it away from you toward your first positive move or your next move or your next step. Energy goes away from you. And if you start thinking the negative that just happened, eventually that negative energy, especially if you throw in a whole bunch of replays, well, we've talked about this on the show a lot, it'll back up like a toilet on you. And, And that'll freeze you. That will stymie you. That will decrease your body circulation. And that energy only knows one place to go, muscles, and it'll, it'll hide in your shoulders, it'll hide in your quads, it'll hide in your gluteus maximus, your buttocks, it, it'll hide definitely in your jaw, it'll hide in your face. And when that happens, that stress will cause a myriad of maladies, none of them good. Sending energy away from you, that's a positive thing. You know, I just had a birthday and, you know, I look in the mirror and I go, man, I, I look pretty good for my age. I look I look awesome. You know, I'm doing everything right. I'm treadmill 30 minutes a day. I'm eating well. Is it time to uh, do anything different? No, I'm I'm pretty good. But the challenge is I'm in, I'm in good shape. Historically and rather ironically, the health conscious person like you and me we've overpaid, and we've subsidized all these millions of people who are less health-conscious. It's not a conspiracy. That's how life insurance works. They charge me because of my age, and they don't know me. And that's why I'm introducing my new partner, Health IQ, because they use science and data to secure lower rates for people like you and me on our life insurance. So if you're a runner, a a cyclist, maybe you're into yoga, maybe you're a committed weekend warrior, maybe you're a vegan, don't you think you deserve to be rewarded for your hard work with more affordable life insurance rates? Health IQ can save you up to 41% because physically active people like you and I have significantly lower risk for heart disease, cancer, and diabetes. And Health IQ, it's not just a lead generator. Now, they take you and I through the entire process of applying for life insurance, and the policy is underwritten by one of their top insurance partners. But these savings are exclusive to Health IQ. You won't find them anywhere else, and you must qualify to get a special rate. So to see if you qualify, go to healthiq.com slash Fannin, H E A L T H I Q dot com forward slash F A N N I N. Take the proprietary health IQ quiz. Depends on your score as well as other related qualifying factors. You can save up to 41%. That's a lot on your life insurance premiums compared to other providers. Again, That's HealthIQ.com slash Fannin. Let them know I sent you. Start the process. Take the Health IQ quiz. No commitment, and you're going to learn even more about potential opportunities to be rewarded for your commitment for not just living healthy, but being your genuine, authentic best self. HealthIQ.com forward slash Fannin. Of course, if you still aren't sure what to do, Do nothing. If time permits, ask questions if it's appropriate, if that's the situation. This will give you some time to gather some more information so a rational decision can eventually be made. Talk less. Maybe you don't talk at all. Listen. Observe. Understand. And then you need to cope. C-O-P-E. Cope. You got to accept the cards you've been dealt. You got to accept it. My neighbor passed away. I loved him. I loved George. Recently, and I went to the funeral days before he had come over and we had talked about life. I knew he'd been sick, but I didn't expect that. Those were new cards that I didn't want. It was a bad hand. You got to meet the challenge of new circumstances, Set, sets of conditions or the situation, especially if it's something you don't want, especially when things go wrong. And then you got to move. You got to move. And you got to keep thinking one word next, 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 next. The champion is always, always ready to adjust. I watched uh, Russell Wilson, Monday Night Football. What a game. Oh my goodness. In overtime, and of course Russell Wilson as it went into overtime, he did not succeed on his first drive. Failure. But the one thing I like about him and and I know a little bit about Russell Wilson. He may be our NFL MVP. He knows how to respond. He's a coffee bean. He's not a carrot. And he's not an egg. He is a coffee bean. Look around at some of the icons that we watch on TV in our sports, and you'll see who's the carrot. You'll see, you can visually see who's the egg, and you can see who's the coffee bean. And remember this, only with your head up can you see the horizon. And that's where your future is. That's where your vision is. And right now, let me change gears with you because, you know, on the Jim Fannin show, it's about being in the zone. It's about finding that purposeful calm. I dedicated my life to one subject. How do you attract it? Why do I repel it? How do I get a team in the zone? How do I get my company in the zone? Goodness, how do we get our country in the zone? You know, the zone uh, is really the only place to be. And The opposite of the zone is a depressed state. I call it the downs, and that's where we want to stay out of. So every now and then, we need to ascertain, how's my attitude? So I've replaced the word attitude, 1974, this replacement happened, uh, with a little word that's an acronym, score, self-discipline, concentration, optimism, relaxation, and enjoyment, and we're cooking up, some score at the Zone Cafe. We're back here. I got my hair net on and uh, I'm on the griddle. Yes, I'm, I'm back at the stove. It's not carrots and uh, coffee and eggs. No, we're, we're cooking up some score. So, what do you need? Because these five markers self discipline, concentration, optimism, relaxation, and enjoyment. Those five collectively replace the word attitude. So I know you need a positive attitude when things go wrong. And I've given you about 10 tips, tools, some techniques on how to cope and how to deal when expectancy doesn't meet reality. But at the Zone Cafe, we can break attitude down. Do you need some discipline, some self-discipline. You know, discipline's one thing, but self-discipline, I mean, that's the only real form of discipline. That's where I have the willingness and commitment, and the key word there is commitment, to stay with a task or some routines that I have that's going to lead me to well-defined, measurable, attainable goals. That takes me over the horizon to a vision of a place that I want to be, do you need self-discipline? Have you been aimless? Have you been uh, two steps forward, one step back? Maybe you need a blueprint. well, a self-disciplined person has that blueprint. but maybe you've got a plan, maybe you've got an outline. maybe you prepare every day. maybe you got a to-do list. Maybe you know what job you want. maybe you know where you want to live and 10 years. Maybe you know how much money you want to make or how much you want to save. Maybe you know that. So what's holding you back? Well, I found that a lot of people are struggling today to concentrate. Stay on one thing. Quit chasing the shiny dime. Can you put on some blinders? We're cooking up a batch of concentration back here. I, I got it. I'm ladling it out. We got a whole bunch of it. I'd like to serve you a hot bowl of concentration so that with one sip, you narrow your focus. Your eyes may even double or triple shutter speed to give everything slow motion appearance so that you can lock in, not for a minute and then look at your phone, not for two minutes and then look up at the TV. I mean, finish the task at hand. If that's you, Order some concentration. I'd love to ladle up some. But maybe maybe you need confidence. You know, I talked about all the negative things that can happen. And if we don't respond like coffee, it's going to rip apart our optimism. And that's literally at the very center of the word score. It's the heart of the whole thought management system. Optimism. That's your belief system. Your expectancy. And when expectancy doesn't happen, are you still optimistic? Or did it take a shot over the bow and shrink you, turn you inward and hard like the egg? Or did it make you weak and soft like the carrot once it had boiling water adversity? Optimism, faith, hope, belief, goodness. We need this in our lives. I need this personally. You need this personally. Our city needs this. Our country needs this. The world needs this. Do you need some optimism? I got a bag of it. Yep. I'll open up that bag. I'll put that on the griddle. I'll fry up a little bit of optimism for you. Do you need that? Come on. Take it in your car. Drive away. You only get to choose one. One thing that we're cooking up. There's five. You can come back later. You go around the block. Tomorrow you may need something else. But maybe, maybe you got it together, but, oh, boy, you know, I'm just anxious, and I just get a little nervous, and I do picture some negative things, and I even have some fear, you know, fear of maybe success. Maybe I'm afraid to be successful, or, gosh, maybe I'm a fear of failure. What would what my parents say? What would my wife say, you know, if I lose my job? How's my relaxation? Do I worry? Am I anxious? Well, we're cooking up a cool, actually, uh, this is a, a hot drink. Tis the season. Little hot eggnog, maybe. Yeah, we're, we've got some relaxation for you. As soon as you sip it, ooh, it soothes you. you. You can feel your breathing lower to six to eight. You feel a calm come over you. Your jaw is unhinged. Don't forget you can't be in the zone without your John hinged. That's why Jordan stuck his tongue out when he went to the hole. Little FYI. Do you need some relaxation? I got some. But maybe you need our happy meal. Smile right now. Come on, show me some teeth. I know you're driving in your car, maybe. Show some teeth. How about a little laugh? (laughs) How about a laugh? Because if you can smile, that'll change your enjoyment level. That's the fifth thing we're cooking up, our happy meal. It's the last letter in the word SCORE. It's the end product of the SCORE success system. Do you need some enjoyment? Do you need some pep in your step? Come on. If that's what you need, turn on some tunes, move your head. You know, dancing's all about the head. You get the head moving, the body's going to follow. I can't wait to dance with you sometime. I like to dance in commercials. It makes my family totally nuts. Whether I'm good or not, it's irrelevant. I like to dance. I like to move. I like to smile. And when I played tennis, I liked to move. I was dancing. I was after you. I was aggressive. And I loved it. I loved the challenge. The best in the world loved the challenge. If you need some enjoyment, you need some passion in your life, passion for what you're doing, passion for who you're around. And you need to immunize yourself from other things and other people that take away your enjoyment. If you need to do that, then do it. What are you taking? What's your missing link in score? Do you need self-discipline? Do you need concentration? Do you need optimism? Do you need relaxation? Or do you need enjoyment? Welcome to the Zone Cafe. We're cooking 24-7 Come here anytime to ascertain the missing link in living, working, or playing in the zone. Are you a carrot, an egg, or a coffee bean? The champion's always ready to adjust. The champion remains the optimist. Sometimes when things go wrong, I know, it can stop us in our tracks. A detour? Well, that might be your only option. Invariably, It'll take the optimist to a better place. How you handle setbacks is one of the keys to successful living. And I'm repeating myself. Just remember, only with your head up can you see the horizon. I'm Jim Fannin. I'm your zone coach. Be in the zone. It's the only place to be. I'll see you next week.
0: This has been America's Most Positive Podcast, The Jim Fannin Show. Get more of Jim's knowledge, experience, and tips, as well as what's coming up on the show now at jimfannin.com. And make sure to follow Jim on Twitter, at Jim Fannin. This has been The Jim Fannin Show on Radio Influence. This week on Crush Performance, we ask you the question, who is one of the most influential coaches you've ever had? As we break down leadership, we'll be joined by one of the greatest hockey players of all time to discuss one of the greatest coaches of all time. Hall of Fame goaltender Ken Dryden will join us to discuss his new book, Scotty, a hockey life like no other. As we pull back the curtains on the life of Scotty Bowman, the winningest coach in the history of hockey, and one of the greatest coaches in all of sport. That's coming up on this week's episode of Crush Performance. Crush Performance, your weekly source for sport performance and athletic development information. If you're a serious athlete, a weekend warrior, parent, or coach, join us each week as we investigate the latest trends and research coming out of the sport performance world. We'll visit with top athletes, coaches, and sports scientists to keep you on the cutting edge and to find out what it truly takes to achieve human maximum performance. You can visit us online at CrushPerformance.com, and Crush Performance Radio with me, Jeff Kershell, can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and at Radio Influence.